you're listening to The Health Classes You Missed. My name is Monica and I am a secondary school health teacher with a passion for all things health. Whether you're currently at school or finished 20 years ago, this podcast will help you understand those topics that may have been skimmed over, considered inappropriate or flat out ignored. So sit up straight, faces forward, let's get into it. Hello guys, welcome back. Another week, another week has gone by. Uh, what a bloody week. I'm sure you can tell by my voice. I've had I've had a bit of a week. I'm 27. I'm 27 years old now. I had my birthday on the weekend. It was absolutely fantastic. Earlier in the week though, we had these insane storms rip through Melbourne. It was crazy. It was like nothing I've ever seen before. I drove home from work and it was like, it was the end of the world. I don't mean to be so dramatic, but all the power lines were out. Power lines. Jesus Christ. All the traffic lights were out and there was no police anywhere though. It was just like, everyone was just free for all. I went on the Monash freeway, which like was so out of the way. I was just trying to get out of all this traffic on the way home. None of the signs were lit up, obviously. I got home. We had no power for over three days. So we're just like, I don't know if you guys like me, the bloody routine side of things. I didn't realize how much I need even my small little routines, like watching friends when I get ready in the morning. I couldn't do that. I had no reception. I had no power and like just random stuff. I was like, I don't know what's going on. I felt so out of whack at the start of the week. And then it got to Friday, got a text from my neighbor and she said, the power is back on. I was so stoked. Went and had dinner at my favorite place in the bloody world. Strauss took me to San Lorenzo, which is this restaurant in Scoresby. And if you know, you bloody know. It is honestly the best place. I love it so much. The service there is just amazing. I just, I'm literally obsessed with it. I love it. We go there for every special occasion. So it's not like any surprise dinner or anything, um, but it was so good. Got up in the morning on the Saturday, which was my actual birthday. Went for a run with the fam. Uh, I'd had brekkie, went out for lunch with my wonderful friends and then went to my sister's house for dinner with my dad and stuff. So super bloody wholesome birthday. And then on Sunday, Last night, I went to Taylor Swift and that's why I sound the way that I do. I, it was, I just can't even describe. I know that some people listen to this and be like, oh, shut up. Like we've heard so much of it, but I've never in my life been to an event with that many people and I felt so safe. It was so well organized. It was just like the best thing I've ever been to. And I'm someone that gets a little bit anxious in crowds, in spaces where there's lots of people where I feel trapped, blah, blah, blah. We've heard it all before. And I felt nothing but calm energy. I was so happy. I was just dancing and singing, obviously, all night. Honestly, best shit ever. But yeah, I'm 27. Stoked about it. Another year older, wiser. That's that's what that means. Um, but I'm not going to lie to you. I have been... I feel like spiraling is like is a dramatic way of saying it, but I have been having a bit of like a quarter life crisis, <laughs> a midlife crisis. I hope not, but a quarter life crisis. So, um, you know, I don't know. I feel like maybe other people are also feeling this, like a bit of what am I doing? Who bloody am I? You know, do, do these feelings of like what are you doing ever end? I think I kind of uprooted my plans in the last. 
last few years. You guys know that. And I am still kind of like, Jesus, what am I, what am I actually doing every day of my life? So I don't know, days just keep going on, but I thought I would cover a bit of a different topic today that we haven't obviously touched on before. We're talking a little bit about confidence and I'm going to be totally honest with you guys. I think like fuel few all of these changes. Through all of these changes, I have had a lot of self-doubt in the last, you know, year or so. Lots of changes, lots of stuff going on. I am a pretty extroverted person, I would say. Not that, as we'll learn in this episode, extroversion necessarily has to interrelate directly with confidence, but I was also a very, very, very confident person when I was younger. And this is something that has changed a bit as I've gotten older, as I've developed some anxiety, you know, life throws you around a little bit. That has definitely rocked me. And so many things and videos and people are like, just be confident. And it's like, how? How do you fake it till you make it? How do you actually do that? So let's have a little chat today about building confidence and how maybe you can take these little steps and tips that I'm going to share with you today and we can all feel a little bit more secure and improve our self-esteem. So let's bloody get into the content of today. This has been the longest intro ever. Sorry about it. I feel like I keep doing this. (laughs) Let's talk about confidence. Firstly, what we are going to do is we are going to break down two terms. So the terms are self-esteem and confidence, of course. Let's kind of split those up and talk about it. Firstly, self-esteem. This is how we think and feel about ourselves. It affects how much we value ourselves, our want or ability to stand up for ourselves, our willingness to try new things. It also includes the blame or the shame that we put on ourselves for our mistakes or the pressure that we put ourselves under. It determines whether we feel like we're worthy or deserve happiness. So self-esteem is pretty bloody important. Generally, you could say if someone has high self-esteem, they experience positive feelings about themselves. And if they have low self-esteem, you're more likely to be experiencing sort of those negative feelings towards yourself. So you might have negative self-talk, those kinds of things. On the other hand, self-confidence, which is going to sound very, very similar, and they do overlap in a few ways, but self-confidence is about believing in ourselves, in our abilities, and our ideas. So it's almost, it's about being able to make decisions for yourself, knowing what's right for you, being understanding and accepting of who you are, being proud of what you like, how you look, what you wear, and whether or not you kind of fit into certain social situations. Now, again, there is a bit of a misconception that you may need to be loud and bold and outgoing in order to be confident, but that's definitely not true. People can actually often seem really outwardly confident, but have very, very little confidence on the inside. So what's the difference there? Basically, as I said, they do overlap, but In short, self-esteem more refers to, you know, whether you appreciate and value yourself, whereas self-confidence is your belief in yourself and your abilities. Another key kind of difference here is that your self-esteem develops and changes as a result of the experiences that you have in your life and the interactions that you have with other people, whereas self-confidence is usually something that is or changes depending on a situation. And it's actually super normal to feel confident in some circumstances in yourself and not confident in others based on your ability. So 
self-confidence, it's okay for it to fluctuate a little bit more, but generally we'd like to have a high level of self-esteem. We want to be able to appreciate and value ourselves for the most part, right? Now, I touched on it there, but negative and positive experience can, of course, impact our confidence and self-esteem. This might be results at work or at school. It might be social media. It might be how much support you're getting from others or who you surround yourself with. This is a very big one. It might have to do with your body image or your appearance and maybe your achievements in general or the way that you are able to build upon your skills and knowledge and whether or not you actually do that. Sometimes we can't actually control the things that impact us positively or negatively purely because we cannot control others' actions towards us. So learning how to have resilience and trust yourself and be kind to yourself is so bloody important. And this is not to say that you can't be knocked down and can't feel sad or or down about yourself every now and again. I'm not sitting here trying to be or have that like toxic positivity podcast where you have to be happy and great all the time. No one is. Even the most confident and self-assured people will experience self-doubt and insecurity at some point in their lives. This is just about reminding us or learning about how to improve our self-esteem so we don't feel like those feelings of worthlessness or doubt on a regular basis. So how do we help? Maybe we're having a little moment like I have recently and it is totally normal. I want to reiterate that. Totally normal to have these moments. However, if you're feeling like you can't do anything right or you're feeling worthlessness a lot, this can have a massive impact on your physical and mental well-being. So make sure if that is you and maybe you're thinking about this and listening to this, you do seek help. But according to the Butterfly Foundation, and this is just one aspect of self-confidence and self-esteem I will point out, but one in three Australians are unhappy with the way that they look. And when we talk about building self-confidence and building self-esteem, it does not just need to be linked to your outward appearance. However, generally, people who feel confident in their abilities tend to feel more confident in their appearance. So it kind of comes hand in hand there. So it just does take us back to how important mental health is and our mental well-being is kind of at the core of so much of what we do. Now, before we get into some tips, I do just want to remind you that this stuff does not happen overnight. So we have to work on it. We got to work on it in order to feel better. And also, this isn't just for people who might be feeling maybe a little bit like I have been. I think that the things we're about to chat through are totally beneficial to everyone. As I said, everyone's going to go through these emotions at some point. So, Make sure you maybe put these in your toolbox, chuck these in your back pocket for when you need them if you're maybe not feeling like this right now. Number one, you guys know I love writing lists. I bloody love it. I love lists. What you are going to do for this first step is you are going to write a list of things that you've already done that you are proud of, things that you have done right. I know we all have them. Even if it's two things, that's a list. Even if it's one thing, that's something that you can look at and go, I have done that and I'm proud of myself. And this doesn't have to be school or work related. It can be as simple as an act of kindness or, you know, something that you did nice for someone else, something that you did nice for yourself. We make so many decisions on a daily basis. And if you are contributing to the world in a positive way, then you deserve to thank yourself for it. 
And if you're sitting there like, shit, I don't know when I've done any of this. I don't know. I can't think of anything. Maybe talk to a person that you trust and that you love. And I'm sure someone else will be able to point out something that you have done, whether or not it was for them or something that maybe has happened in your life that you are not giving yourself enough credit for. But even so, start today. Start now. It's never too late to do things that make you proud to be yourself. And random acts of kindness or acts of service in general are are a really good place to start. Even if you do actually come to think of it, have a giant list, maybe just start doing some kind stuff anyway, just to really add some things on there. But that's the first one. Write down a list of things that you're already proud of. If you can't do that, if you're not feeling that, go out and do an act of kindness or an act of service. Number two, another list. Surprise, surprise. But get the things you need to get done done. Get everything that you need done, done. Write all the things down and tick them off. Self-confidence is linked to accomplishment. For example, the last dot point. You can help this by writing down a list of those tasks that you just need to do. And maybe, maybe it's that list of dumb little tasks, those dumb little mundane tasks that you don't want to do. I know I know you've got those life admin tasks. I'm a sucker for this too. And I totally get it when you've got a million things in your head that you know you have to do and you just don't feel like you can do them. But let me tell you, this does wonders for our self-esteem and our self-confidence because you are accomplishing things. You are accomplishing things that you need to do as small and as insignificant as it may seem. It is really important in order to build your self-esteem and self-confidence. It helps. This can also be done by setting some goals for yourself weekly. So if there are certain things that you want to do week to week, set yourself some goals, spend some time doing that at the start of your week. I know I set goals at the start of the year and I make these like mammoth goals and then I don't really look at them again. And like, it's kind of like, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And so I feel like I'm going to start doing this as well, where I set myself smaller weekly goals, which I know is not something that's just like blowing anyone's mind right now, but it's the start of the year. It's Feb, you know, we're a month and a half in, and I'm sure a lot of our resolutions have gone out the window. So if we need to make things feel more manageable, do this, set yourself goals weekly. And what this does is when we're continuously working towards these goals, ticking off these tasks, what's happening in our brain? Our favorite friend, dopamine, is being released. We feel those feelings of reward and of pleasure when we achieve goals or even when we're close to achieving them. So, for example, doing things in order to get them done. And last point here is make sure that you're not only getting things done with your goals, but you're following through with on your actions and your plans with others. Self-confidence and self-esteem is such a social thing. Despite the name being self, we are so impacted by the people around us. And if we're feeling like we are giving to other people and we're helping other people and we're following through with the things that we say we're going to follow through on, we are sticking to our word that can help improve our self-esteem and self-confidence too. So make sure you're not only ticking off the things that you said you would do for yourself, but you're also doing the things that you are going to help other people with as well. Number three here is about embracing the awkwardness. There's a saying, it's only embarrassing if you're embarrassed. And I swear to God, I've lived by that since I read it. 
I think this one is huge for when you're growing up and you're maturing and you're almost kind of releasing judgment from other people. I genuinely could not do this podcast if I cared too much about other people. And still, to this day, sometimes I go to upload something or I talk on my stories and then I just delete it because I'm like, nah. So take that with you. You are the only person who can make you truly and honestly feel embarrassed. Someone can say, oh, that's embarrassing for you. But unless you let yourself agree with them, it's just another opinion. It doesn't actually have to impact you. We all have cringy moments and awkward encounters and we all do weird stuff sometimes. The thought or the psychology behind this is that we actually feel awkwardness because back in the day it meant that if you did something and you didn't get a nice reaction, you wouldn't do it again in order to not be kicked out of a tribe. So it was kind of that feeling of shame that we feel in order to fit in. Again, it's like this social thing. It's very, very planted in how we interact with other people and how they respond to us. And it can be super stressful if you feel like you're having embarrassing moments or socially awkward moments all the bloody time. So how do we embrace it? How do we embrace the awkwardness? The first thing and probably the harder thing to do is to laugh it off. It can be hard to not take yourself too seriously sometimes, but just laugh it off. Also, Laugh with the person who's being awkward. Don't put people in uncomfortable situations with your response if you're in those situations. Another one is practicing interacting with other people. And I know that sounds weird, but good communication is a skill. Not everyone has that. Not everyone's born with that, right? Take yourself through different scenarios. Practice chatting with someone you are comfortable with in different scenarios. I know when I have a particularly uncomfortable chat that I need to have, or like I'm negotiating, or I have something of conflict that I need to sort out, I definitely do this because those situations make me feel awkward and uncomfortable. So I often make Strato sit down with me and we'll pretend like I go through it and I'm talking to whoever I need to speak to and it helps. It's really good. And that in itself can feel awkward, right? But it's only embarrassing if you're embarrassed. A last point here is just to be bloody nice to yourself. A theme of today, but we spoke about this on the first part of the year and this is about rewriting the narrative in your head. So instead of, oh, I can't sleep because I accidentally pulled away from a hug and a kiss situation and instead the person went in and then I went out and it was so bad and I suck and my life is over and I never want to see them to get, <laughs> again <laughs> to maybe something more like, geez, we really need to work out an Oswald hello and also who cares. The point is that if you're being nice to people, if you're not doing anything wrong, if you're not actively making someone else feel bad, then realistically, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. I just want to point out too that this is for general feelings of whatever we're talking about today. If you feel like you're someone with extreme social awkwardness or social anxiety, it is really important that you seek help for these things because It should not be a massive stress in your everyday life. And if it is, you should speak to someone. Number four, and I love this one. And this is something that I really, really want to do more. I want to do more that makes me happy and I want to get more hobbies. That's actually number four. Do more of what makes you happy and get a hobby. Passion is cool and achieving new things is cool. And it's great to do things that you love and commit yourself to doing something new. That can help you feel so much more self-confident and can boost your self-esteem so much. 
It's about giving more things a go, but also making sure you create space in your life to enjoy the things that you like. Now, this is because anything that boosts our mood can increase our confidence and self-esteem. Learning a new skill actually changes the physical structures of the brain. And I'm sure some of us have heard of this before, but this is because when you stimulate neurons in the brain, more neural pathways are formed. And the more pathways that we have, the faster impulses can travel. In addition to that, myelin or the white matter increases in the brain, which protects us against aging as it promotes neuroplasticity. And this is the ability to develop new neural pathways. So all of that is connected there. So getting out of your comfort zone by trying a new hobby or skill and learning actually fuels accomplishment, feelings of accomplishment, and therefore feelings of self-confidence. It actually helps to shape our identity and it gives us a sense of purpose in our lives. New knowledge is empowering. You're actually here listening now and we're learning and that's good. It feels good to have the answer for people or to say, yeah, I know how to do that or I can do that, blah, blah, blah. Not only good for yourself, but again, it's good for relationships. Lastly, it builds resilience. It builds motivation. Hobbies boost our mood. When we do things new or things that we really like, we feel better. We feel more happy and happy people are more confident. And there you have it, short and quick today. Some tips on how to be a little bit more confident in life. I hope you guys learned something. I hope your neural pathways are doing their thing, getting more connections. We love that. I hope you have a beautiful week. If you are someone, again, who's listening to this and not feeling great or feeling like this has been a massive stress not listening to it, hopefully, but the things that we've talked about today, you're thinking, I'm feeling this on a level that is above. Please reach out. Lifeline's number is 131114 or chat to your local GP. I can't thank you guys enough for listening. If you like this, can you please bloody send it to someone? Please click, click follow wherever you are listening. I will be back next week with another How's Your Head episode. Thank you for dealing with my voice today. See you later. Hey team, I hope you enjoyed this episode. It would be a huge help for me and the health classes you missed if you could like, follow or subscribe wherever you are listening. And of course, if you want to keep learning and stay up to date with me, make sure you come and follow me at the health classes you missed on Instagram or THCYM and How's Your Head on TikTok. I've actually got two TikTok accounts now, so make sure you follow both of those to get all of that content. Thanks guys, see you later.